This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 10th of March. In your Squeeze today, Kylie Moore-Gilbert speaks. Hospital admissions across politics. Jury selection begins for the George Floyd murder case. And Buckingham Palace responds. This is your Squeeze today. Kylie Moore-Gilbert is an Australian-British academic and expert on Islamic studies. It was September 2018 when she was arrested by Iranian officials at Tehran Airport after visiting the country for a conference. From there, she was imprisoned on charges of espionage, so spying, a charge she denies and the Australian government agrees. She was held for over two years in various prisons in Iran before the Australian government was able to secure her release. Now, Claire, she's spoken about her ordeal. Serving 804 days in detention, she said things were pretty brutal. She had seven months in solitary confinement, including four weeks in a room that was just two metres by two metres. There was no toilet. Uh, She was kept up. She was psychologically tortured, but not physically tortured, she said, even though she was beaten once by guards. What it seemed to be was an effort to try and break her down to have her recruited as a spy. She said that she resisted all of that. She almost escaped once, but realised that she didn't have anywhere to run, so she just went back. Uh, And she was very disappointed, though, with the government's efforts. Yeah, in talking about what she went through, she questioned how our government handled her release, saying that she wanted her family and the government to publicise her case when she was first imprisoned. Her view was that quiet diplomacy was not the best approach. It wasn't the best approach, she thought, and it was more than a year before her case started hitting the media. Her friends and her broader network really started publicising it, and she says she thinks that's what led to her early release and the ability for the government to do a deal with Iran on her release. Since she's been home, things have been not so easy either. Uh, she arrived home and learned that her husband had been having an affair with one of her colleagues, and she hasn't spoken to either of them since her return. Yeah, quite an interesting interview. We're going to do a squeeze shortcut on Kylie Moore-Gilbert. It speaks to how our government handles Australians who are detained overseas. Of course, she's not the only one. One of the more high profile at the moment is Sean turnell Clare. He was working as an advisor for Myanmar's deposed leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, until her government was overthrown by the military a bit over a month ago. Yeah, he's an economics professor. He is well regarded as someone who has really been doing some good work to help Myanmar's economic progress. As you say, he was detained. Our government has been calling on Myanmar to release him. What military leader Ming An Halang said yesterday was that he was detained because he tried to flee the country with state financial information, uh, information he said that was secret. But of course, others have said, well, he was the economics advisor. Of course, he had state information about the economy. So yeah, still no real light at the end of the tunnel for Sean Turnell. As we talked about earlier this week, Foreign Affairs Minister Maurice Payne said over the weekend that Australia had suspended military cooperation with Myanmar and redirected aid to non-government organisations in response to escalating violence following that coup. 
Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews will spend the next few days in intensive care. He broke several ribs and damaged his vertebrae, Claire, when he slipped down the stairs whilst getting ready for work. In doing so, he missed a big announcement. He did. He really stacked it and he had to get his Deputy Premier, James Molino, to take the reins quickly. The big announcement that was yesterday morning was that Victoria uh, is launching Australia's first truth-telling commission. What that is is an investigation into past and current effects of colonisation on the state's Indigenous community and then recommend ways forward. So that was a pretty big advance. It has the powers of the Royal Commission, what they're doing. Also in hospital is Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt. He has an infection and by all accounts is doing well. A statement from his office made clear that, this is the quote, his condition is not considered to be related to the COVID-19 vaccine, which he received on Monday. Jury selection for the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former police officer accused of killing George Floyd, started overnight in Minneapolis, Claire. But finding a jury is very tricky. Very tricky. Of course, there was so much that happened in the wake of George Floyd's death, not just in Minneapolis, where it all started, uh, but across America. Uh, Lots of protests, that Black Lives Matter uh, wave of protests kicked off with George Floyd's death. Wall-to-wall coverage, though, of course, makes it very difficult difficult to find jurors who might be open-minded enough to adjudicate in the case. As far as the timeline reports are, that jury selection is scheduled to take roughly three weeks, with parties in the case speculating that a jury could begin deliberating in late April or early May. Samuel Paddy is the French school teacher who was decapitated by an extremist outside a school around Paris in October last year after showing students cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. Now a student at the school has admitted to lying to her father about being there when Paddy had asked Muslim students to leave the classroom while he showed that cartoon. This lie set off a chain of events that led to Paddy's death, Claire. Yeah, it really is an important part of this story. And what happened was that girl wasn't at school. She, though, told her father that she had been suspended by Paddy after she stood up to him when he said that he wanted to show the cartoons in class. What happened after that was that her father launched a legal case against Paddy, but he also took to social media uh, and talked about the case and really called on those concerned about it to target Paddy. And of course, he died after that. So what prosecutors are saying is that there was a direct casual link from her lie to his murder. Yeah, her father, who faces charges of complicity in the killing, said he never thought my messages would be seen by terrorists. Unilever is one big company, Claire. Under its umbrella, it has brands ranging from Dove Soap to Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. And of late, it's been trying to position itself as an ethical brand. The latest move is to ban the photoshopping of models in its advertising and remove the word normal also. Yeah, a couple of things. And of course, Unilever is one of those to watch in this space because it's one of the world's biggest advertisers. It spends about four to five billion US dollars each year on advertising. So the standards it's willing to accept in terms of the quality of its advertising is something that really sets things off across the industry. So the fact that they're looking to move beyond excessive photoshopping of models uh, and also try and change the language around what's normal is quite, quite notable. Yeah, they pointed out that the Photoshop ban will cover Unilever advertising as well as influencers paid by the company to promote products. 
And finally, to finish off, just as we put the podcast together this morning, Buckingham Palace has released a statement about that interview with Meghan and Harry. The statement says that the whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. And while some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan and Archie will always be much loved family members. There'll be plenty of reaction from that. Enjoy that this morning, those who are avidly watching the Royal Saga. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Wednesday. Thanks to everyone who left us a review yesterday and we'll be back tomorrow.